Hey friends, welcome to Anchored In Always. I'm Katie Thornhill, and I've been through the storms of marriage infidelity, drug and alcohol addiction of a loved one, and even loss of a child to cancer. In this podcast, I will share with you how to place healthy boundaries in your relationships, how to recover from past hurts using the principles of Christian recovery, and how to find healing even in the loss of a loved one, so that you can live a life of joy and purpose despite your circumstances. If you're ready to find freedom and victory, then join me on a journey of soul restoration as we anchor into Jesus. So pull your hair back, strap on your boots, and grab your Bible, and let's weather this storm. friends, welcome back to Anchored In Always. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit about our feelings and just that balance between, uh, you know, feeling our feelings and and validating our feelings, but also uh, not making decisions based on our feelings. You know, you might have heard me say in other uh, episodes or on social media, you know, we don't want to make permanent decisions based on temporary feelings. I think this can be a real struggle these days, and I found that to be true for myself in that, you know, society will often tell us you follow your heart, um, honor your feelings, feel feel your feelings, your feelings are valid. And while I believe there is truth to that, I think that that can also be um, dangerous ground sometimes because our feelings are fleeting. They are constantly changing. And so sometimes we can make decisions in an emotional state that have long-term negative consequences or effects. And, you know, so I think there's value in both and doing both. And I'll share just, you know, from my own experience that we, um, for myself personally, when my son passed away three years ago from cancer, I didn't want to feel those feelings. I was afraid of them, honestly. Um, I didn't want to feel the full weight of that grief. And so for me, I chose busyness was my drug of choice. Now, I think, you know, often when we're trying to avoid our feelings and not feel them, we turn to lots of different things. Some people will turn to drugs or alcohol, pornography, gambling, shopping, anything that we can do to just not feel it, to avoid those feelings or distract us from it. And so for me, that was busyness. I just dove into whatever I could um, so that I didn't have to sit in there and in that pain and feel those feelings. And it honestly worked until it didn't work. There was a period of time that I think that it worked and then eventually I had to feel all of the those feelings in order to heal. Um, and so for me that looked like counseling and recovery and then going even deeper than that and um, going to a week-long intensive trauma program um, at onsite where it was specific for parents who'd lost children, as well as um, a 14-week grief share program that my church did. And so um, I did all of those things to really try to get those feelings out there and acknowledge them and deal with them. And it was hard. You know, it, there was a lot of, of tears and emotions and it was painful, um, but it was very necessary in order for me to heal. Um, and so I would just encourage you, if you're in that place right now where you're dealing with a traumatic or a painful circumstance in your life and you're numbing that or avoiding feeling your feelings, that that's important to do that. Um, so on the flip side though, like I mentioned, making, sometimes we can be impulsive though in our feelings and we can make emotionally based decisions that have permanent consequences or long-term consequences. 
And um, I really do think that sometimes society too, so much is feeling based. If, if you just don't feel good about it anymore, just stop. You know, that has a lot to do in our commitments that we make, whether it be with our jobs or ministry or marriage. Um, we don't really necessarily honor our commitments like we should our covenants, especially in marriage. And, and as soon as we just start kind of, I don't feel like I love this person anymore. Or I don't feel like this is working for me or benefiting me. Um, we kind of cut and run and, and society really in, encourages that quite frankly. Um, and so I think that's where, especially as believers, we really have to choose, um, to trust God, you know, to be able to move forward with decisions, um, with discernment from the Holy Spirit and trust God over our feelings and over our fear. Um, and I, I share just a little bit, but you know, this last year has been um, very challenging um, for my marriage. And my husband had really struggled with the grief of our son and he didn't deal with his feelings correctly either for, the, for a while. And unfortunately in his grief, and then his anger at God um, over the loss of our son, he made some really um, hard, permanent decisions, you know, like long-term decisions that, like I just said, were, were based on his emotions at a time, but it really hurt me and broke trust in our marriage. And so we've been separated for the last six, seven months. And, you know, I think that was necessary in that um, I needed to step aside part of me felt like that, like, I can't do this anymore. I don't have the grace to move forward in this marriage. Um, and if I had made the decision right then based on, on my emotions in that moment, I think that would have been the wrong decision because after, um, I sat with it for a little bit and, and prayed and asked God for wisdom and discernment. And I was really walking close with the Lord at that, at this time. And I did not have a peace about divorce, even though I had no idea which direction Josh was going to go, if he was going to turn back to God and to me and our marriage, or if he was con going to continue down this destructive path. I didn't know. Um, but I think that's where our faith really is tested and, you know, where the rubber meets the road is when we can't see what's in front of us and we choose to trust God. And I think at that moment I was choosing to trust God and um, I did not have a peace about ending this marriage. And, and so I just stepped back and we separated and I stepped back and just said, okay, God, I know that I can't fix this situation. Um, and so I am just surrendering it to you, all of it to you. And I think that's just so important. Um, and one thing that I just want to share with you that was so helpful to me during this time was over the summer, I took the kids uh, back to Michigan to visit family. And I wanted to bring a Bible study with me to just do while I was there. Um, and so I found this one as I was looking for quite a Bible study to do on my bookshelf. Um, my brother-in-law, Caleb, had sent me one years ago. And I had just stuck it on the bookshelf and kind of forgot about it, honestly. And I don't believe it was a coincidence that that's the one that I kind of came across at this moment and just really jumped out at me. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to do this one. And it's called, uh, sorry, Courageous Faith, 
Claiming Your Promised Land Through the Book of Joshua by Amy Craighead. And God just really used this Bible study, I think, to really speak to me because uh, at this point we had been separated for a little while and Josh had turned back to the Lord and was repentant and really seeking him. Um, I had placed some really uh, hard boundaries on myself with regards to Josh um, and I was I was honoring those boundaries, but I think that there was a point where I was becoming kind of comfortable or complacent and I think it was fear. Um, so I was kind of at the opposite side of this now where I wasn't making decisions based on my feelings. I was not feeling anything. And so I was not moving forward. I was just kind of staying stuck. I was getting to a place where I was stuck. And so God really used this, this particular day in this study to speak to my heart on that. And so I want to share that with you because, um, it was so helpful to me. And I know that there is someone listening to this today that needs to hear this word too. That is probably in a situation yourself where um, you're feeling like indecisive um, and not sure which direction to go and you feel like maybe you should move forward but there's some fear or hesitancy, a guardedness. Um, I can relate to all of that. And so let me share this with you. Basically the premise of this Bible study is she's walking you through the book of Joshua and the Israelites as they're going through um, the wilderness towards the promised land. And in this particular passage, they are almost to the promised land. They um, have arrived at this one point and they're camped out right before they cross the Jordan River. And when they cross the Jordan, they enter into the promised land. And so let me just read that passage to you. It's from Joshua chapter three, verses one through three, and then also verse 14. And it says, then Joshua rose early in the morning and they set out from Shittim and they came to the Jordan, he and all the people of Israel and lodged there before they passed over. At the end of three days, the officers went through the camp and commanded the people, as soon as you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God being carried by the Levitical priests, then you shall set out from your place and follow it. And then verse 14 says, So when the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, the Lord tells Joshua and the Israelites to set out. And so I don't know if you noticed, and she points this out, that three times in those verses, it used the words set out. And the Hebrew word set out in, in this form is naka, which really means to pull up, especially tent pins, to start on a journey or go forward, be on your way. And so since the Israelites lived in tents, this was a literal pulling up of their tent pegs and going. And so they were told to leave their place um, where they were comfortable and protected in the forest of Shittim and, and to set out and go forward in, you know, into the Jordan. Um, and so like the, this really struck me is, you know, that set out from your place, not your neighbor's place or where I was, you know, where, where I was months ago or two weeks ago, but where I am right now to set out and go forward, not to wait and see. I think, you know, so often we ask God to show us first, you know, or change our feelings. Um, God, just make me feel the way that I'm supposed to feel about this person or this job or this situation, or just make everything lined up perfectly and then I'll go. Um, but I think it's so important to point out 
that, and she points this out here, that the waters of the Jordan were parted when the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant stepped into the river. The waters didn't part before pulling up their tent pegs. They had to first set out before the waters were ever parted. They walked in obedient faith, believing and trusting that God would make a way. And I think that is just such a great truth for us um, to, to cling to. Like, um, God is maybe calling you. And I know and he spoke to me. It was like a light bulb went out in my head when I read that. Like, he's asking me to step forward, pull up my pen, uh, tent pegs, and trust him. And it's not, he's not saying, Katie, trust Josh. Uh, you can trust Josh now, even if you don't feel it. He's never going to fail you again. That's not true. Um, God is asking me to trust him and to move forward. Um, he never gave me a piece about divorce. And so I knew that the direction was going to be to move forward in the marriage. Um, and the timing was up to God. And this to me was him telling me it's time to trust me and move forward. And now I want to say that I think it's also very important that we don't place expected outcomes on these um, when we feel God calling us forward because there are no guarantees. And, but I can't have these expectations that, okay, God is calling me this direction. So that means everything's going to be just fine. That means that nothing bad is going to happen in my marriage again, that we're going to be blissfully happy for the next 20 years. I hope that we have a brand new marriage and that things are different. Yes. And, but I know that God is calling me to do this. So I'm being obedient to him. And I, I think what that means is that I know that he'll provide no matter what the outcome. And so I just hope you hear that today, that you can trust God. And it doesn't mean that your circumstance is going to have the outcome that you want um, always. Sometimes it will. But I think it's more important that we trust God no matter what, you know, even if things don't end the way we want them or turn out the way we want, that he's still faithful. Um, And that's what I'm clinging to. That's what I'm anchoring into, right? And I just want to add that, especially when we're talking about relationships, there are two people involved. And so I'm not encouraging anyone to move forward in a toxic or abusive relationship. However, um, I think that's why it is so important that we stay close to the Lord and draw near to the Lord and not make um, these spontaneous decisions. Uh, because it was in the in the waiting and kind of pulling back for me and waiting on God that I was able to see um, Josh make that decision to turn back to the Lord and to put all of the necessary things in place for himself for healing. And he also respected my boundaries and gave me the, the grace and the space that I needed um, during this time. And so that's very important too and why we we really do need to um, slow down sometimes and not make these decisions based on our feelings and just seek God in this time. And so I just wanna ask you today, you know, where are you camped out right now? Um, Do you believe that God has good for you, has a promised land for you on the other side of your Jordan, whatever it is that you're struggling with? Um, Because I do believe that ultimately as believers, we know that our, our ultimate promised land is heaven and, and nothing can take that away from us um, as believers. And so 
that's a that's one thing that we can cling to but i do believe that god has good for us now in the land of the living that there's a promised land for each of us this side of heaven that if we just continue to seek the lord and move forward and surrender our lives to him and use our gifts and talents things that he's given us for his glory that he has good for us despite our circumstances in our life and so do you believe that? Do you believe that that God is leading you towards your promised land? And and as you take these steps forward, that, that there is good on the other side of that. Um, and what does it look like for you to pull up your tent pegs and um, f- for wherever you're camped out right now? What does that look like? What change, one step might you need to make to, to begin that process of trusting God and dipping that toe in the water, so to speak? Um, and seeing, you know, taking that step before you see the change happening or before you feel the feelings. Um, so I just hope that this was an encouragement to, to uh, you today uh, as this has been for me. And I would strongly encourage you to get on Amazon and order this book. I'm going to put the um, show, the link in the show notes. I believe it's only $5 on Amazon. Um, and so again, it is called Courageous Faith. Claiming Your Promised Land Through the Book of Joshua by Amy Craighead. Um, So I'll have that link for you in the show notes um, and go grab you a copy and dig in um, because it was just so helpful to me. Um, So with that, I'm going to go ahead and close this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I just thank you, um, Lord, that we can trust you, that you have a promised land for each one of us as believers, Lord, this side of heaven. Ultimately, we know our our promised land is, is heaven with you for eternity, and that cannot be taken away from us. But Lord, I believe that you have good for each of us here. And so I pray for the person listening, myself included, Lord, who sometimes are, are just stuck, camped out in complacency. Maybe we're afraid to take that first step, or we're waiting to feel um, a certain way or to see certain things in front of us. But God, I'm, I'm praying that you would just give us the faith that we would just trust you more than we trust ourselves or our feelings or other people. And that we would be willing to step forward, to pull up those pen, tent pegs and take that first step and just watch you part those rivers in our lives, Lord, and direct us and lead us as we seek you. We just thank you and praise you that you are good and nothing changes that. That is your character. That is who you are. And we can anchor into you and we can trust you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, if you enjoyed today's episode and would like to connect and learn more, join our community on Facebook at Anchored in Always. You can also email me at katie at anchoredinalways.com or visit my website anchoredinalways.com for more information. Also, my new book, Into the Storm, is also available now on Amazon. It's in Kindle, hardcover, and paperback version, so grab your copy today. I will put all of these links in the show notes for you. Lastly, I want to bring this message of hope and healing to as many hurting people as possible, so help spread the love by sharing this podcast on your social media outlets. Please take a minute to subscribe and leave me a review. Thank you for anchoring in with me today. God bless you as you weather your storms.